0: now. Be informed. Hello, how's everyone doing today? Thanks for tuning in to the Generation Now podcast, the official podcast of the Ridgeway Community Church Youth Group. Glad you're all with uh, with us today. I want to introduce a good friend of mine who's going to come and start recording with me. Uh, this is Mark Sandino. Hello, how you doing,
1: Mark? I'm good.
0: Mark, I'm really glad you're here, dude. Last week, I felt kind of lonely doing this whole
1: thing. You sounded lonely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really did. So I'm really excited to have Mark here. Mark's going to be talking... um and helping me out throughout the next few weeks um, I think it'll bring a lot in We're probably going to bring in another member to our little podcast Crew here in the future too, that'd be a lot of fun So I um, want to thank you all Last week for tuning in I actually got some really great feedback I'm um, going to read those here real quick <clears throat> And like I said, you are Always welcome to email me in feedback
1: Wait a second, Yes. can I make a feedback intro noise?
0: Uh, yes, please do Feedback! Man, you can't beat that So uh, for feedback this week, um, I got an email from Megan Fuston. She said, Thanks. The podcast is fun and a great way to get info. I like this one and think you should review Pirates 3. Problem is, I haven't seen Pirates
1: 3. Have you? Um, Yes, I have. Oh, well, what would you think of it? I liked it.
0: Hey, there you go, Megan. That's a great review right there. Awesome. No, seriously, maybe in the future... Um, I need to see it. We can do a review on it. That'd be really cool. Uh, Corey Hackett said, I like the podcast. It was really good. I'll listen to it every Monday. Uh, good job, Corey. I appreciate that because um, I need you to listen to it every Monday. Um, Sam Middleton said, Hey, I think it's great that we were helping this guy you mentioned at the beginning of the program, and we're going to talk about him again today. Um, I'm definitely going to pitch in. Great show. Great Thanks. Thanks. Uh, Hayden Heinold said, Dude, Matt, your podcast is awesome. Um, but you spelled awesome A S O M. But I think you mean awesome. But that's okay um, I love the music too Man you should have done this A long time ago And then Nicole Zog said I learned that I really Wanted to see Spider-Man 3 Yes you do It's a very good movie I love all your Blah 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 Which there was a lot of it Please come uh, Please come back Oh you mean Please come home By Dustin Kensrew Is really good What is the album Well it's funny that you ask The album is actually Please come home By Dustin Kensrew it's, it's really good So check that out So there you go There's your feedback How um, many
1: of those Do you think They're just being nice Making well, you feel good about, what, 30%?
0: I would probably go more like 100. and that's I think okay. there's a few genuine in ones in there. <laughs> but you know what? Actually, just feel-good feedback is better than none. So if you just want to pat us on the back and
1: make us feel good, go I ahead. I know the ready, Zog anyway. kids don't ever lie, so there's is... This- I'm oh. sure there's is real. That's a good point. And Corey's pretty honest, too. Corey's pretty good, too. Yep.
0: Well, hey, uh, write us at feedback at ridgwayyouth.org, and, um, and we'll read it. Hopefully, we can get some feedback that's got some, some guts to it, um, especially in our thread section later on. So coming up next is The Bullet. Welcome back. That was the song Take Me to the Ballroom by one of my newest favorite bands called Moon Babies. Just love that name.
1: What are Moon Babies? Well,
0: you know, I kind of envision Moon Babies to be these little fluffy white kind of, you know, like they look like, I don't know, little Yetis that run around on the moon.
1: I think they Uh, would have spacesuit diapers.
0: That sounds good. But you know what's kind of scary is if a Moon Baby is an alien, what's a moon adult going to look like?
1: That's a good question. Maybe, maybe it's a government experiment gone awry where we sent a bunch of uh, babies to the moon in special spacesuits, and somehow, some way, they adapted, and they're very angry now.
0: You know, it's always the government screwing these up, creating. Well, horror how else movies are they going to get there? You know, it reminded me of a movie I watched last night called Piranha about a government-like experiment on piranhas gone wrong and the piranhas got out and ate people. It was great.
1: How big were the piranhas?
0: They were just normal size. And this stupids stupid. It's like, get out of the water. Hello. But they didn't seem to want to get out of the water and all these people got munched. Anyway, you can check out Moon Babies at myspace.com slash moonbabies. Um, it's all one word. Remember that babies, plural, is spelled B-A-B-I-E-S. So it's M-O-O-N-B-A-B-I-E-S. Wait,
1: this is a Swedish band, isn't it? Yeah, they're weird. You know, See, I, that's the problem. With Scandinavia. (laughs) are you saying scandinavians are weird well another one of my favorite scandinavian bands is called husky rescue (laughs) and they have um 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 uh, a song called sleep sleep tight cowboy (laughs) okay it's very strange husky rescue oh and another one is kings of convenience from norway Oh, they're really good.
0: I, I like I like European bands. There's a whole different flavor to them. Uh, it, it's good, you know. It, I I really enjoy uh, European bands. And Babies are cool. They're really cool. So you got to check them out. Um, okay, this week for the bullet, um, just all the things that are going on. Wait, in I need group. to make an intro sound. Yes. Ma- oh yeah, we got to have one every time. That's cool. Banta
1: banta banta ban the bullet. So anyway, that was fun.
0: All right. Hey, uh, middle schoolers, we are having youth group this Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Um, I was really excited to see everybody there last week. Invite your friends um, and let's do that. Um, High schoolers, due to the July in the park church service this next Sunday, there is no high school youth group. So uh, spend all afternoon at the park, you know, listen to Fractalite, eat a bunch of barbecue, and then we're not going to do anything that evening. Um, W3 coming up this Saturday Uh, W3 if you remember from last week's podcast Is our high school Kind of prayer and bible study meeting Uh, Saturday mornings in the youth room From 9 to 11 Hope to see you there Um, We'll have some coffee and some donuts And all that kind of stuff And it's just for the 9th grade through 12th graders Um, Coming up July 19th through the 22nd is a Desperation Student Conference in Colorado Springs. This is for students who are going to be in 10th grade next year through seniors. It's going to be a really in depth conference. Um, we're going to just take older students uh, to this one. If you're really interested in just kind of making your, uh, your spiritual walk a, a lot deeper, this is the conference for you. Um, I'll have uh, prices and all the other kind of stuff coming up in the next few weeks when I have a chance to talk to Peter. Um, also, wanted to kind of point out and give a shout-out for uh, Dominic, who is part of the Voyager program. I don't know if many of you know there's a ton of stuff for middle schoolers and high schoolers planned for this summer. Um, some of them are free, some of them are cheap. there's like rock climbing and we have a jam session here at the church one, uh, uh, once a month. Um, Dominic's got a lot of awesome stuff planned for for you guys. Go to voyagerprogram.com. To get all the dates and times and all that stuff, check it out. And then last week, um, we did mention a, uh, a young man in our community who uh, just sounds like financially he's really struggling. That's who Sam Middleton was referring to in his feedback. Um, and I really, really want to help this guy out. I mean, I know as a youth group, we probably can't raise money to pave his rent and all that kind of stuff. But um, if he's having a hard time r- getting enough money to, to get food, well, I definitely think we can help with that. So once again, this week, let's keep working on this. Uh, this Sunday, bring some canned food um, or some Easy Mac or ramen noodles or something. Let's try to round up a whole bunch of food and we can shove it in bags, write a little card, and then we can deliver it to his uh, apartment. So let's stay on that. I think maybe we can do this project for another week or so to try to um, fill out uh, to get as much stuff and then we can deliver it to him. Sounds good?
1: Okay, wait, I have a comment. For the July 1st thing, um, uh, Church in the Park, I just would like to point out that I'm in a band that's playing in the afternoon called Back of the Bus.
0: That's an awesome name, by the way.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it means. and We're not going to perform in the back of a bus.
0: See, it would have been even better. What? If he's performing in the back of a bus. Yeah,
1: but we couldn't find a bus. <laughs> but the, it, it's um, this guy named Sean. He's out of Telluride. He wrote a bunch of music and used to be really popular in the East Coast. And it's kind of like a um, reggae funk thing. That's awesome. But we don't have a full band yet, so it might just be him and I, which... <laughs> You That's know, cool. Drums and guitar.
0: Yeah, you high schoolers know Sean because he, uh, he he was playing, he helped uh, do some music for us during the uh, ski retreat back in February. Mm, yeah, know. skiing. I like that He's too. He's a cool dude. Way cool. Yeah, so, um yeah, July in the Park. You guys need, it. everybody needs to come to that. Invite your family um, and everybody and then hang around for back in the bus. Right. Be kicking. All right. Hey, uh, coming up next is the pop. Learn, we got a lot to lose, so just take it back. All right, welcome back. That song was called The Groom of St. Albany by the band Chasing Victory. Um, if you like kind of hard rock emo, uh, Chasing Victory is, the man, they're good stuff. They released their album, oh, just a few weeks ago called Fiends. Um, it rocks. It's pretty good. You can check them out at myspace.com slash chasing victory, um, and you'll have a lot of fun with that. So here we are for the section called The Pop, and with The Pop is Mark. Hello there.
1: Hello. Hello. Um, one of my concerns for the youth of today is they're not getting enough serious news. You know, a lot of what's on TV is just kind of like, you know, someone's cat went up the tree, the firemen were there for two hours trying to get them down, or, you know, just stuff that just doesn't really matter. Countries in the Middle East are building
0: nuclear weapons. I mean,
1: yeah, but... Stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, and it's just... What I really have a burden and a passion for is the youth of today really getting serious news. So what I did is... um, I took some time to dig up some serious news items, things that really matter. Mark, that was very thoughtful of you. All right, I'd like to jump right in here. Uh, the first article uh, I saw that I thought was just really important for us all to know about was a um, uh, mile-wide UFO spotted by British airline pilot. <laughs> what? This just sounds funny
0: to me. Sorry.
1: This isn't funny. This is serious. serious. <laughs> this is very serious. Let me just read some of this. One of the largest UFOs ever seen has been observed by the crew and passengers of an airliner over the Channel Islands. Um, an official Air Miss reported the incident several weeks ago appears in the pilot magazine. So apparently uh, this airline's captain named Ray Bauer he was 50 years old and flying close to... Uh, well, a place called Alderney, which is over the channel there, spotted the object described as a cigar-shaped brilliant white light. Now, Matt, if that's not a UFO... I just want to know, is he related to
0: Jack Bauer? That's not funny. Okay, sorry.
1: Well, that actually is kind of funny. <laughs> but Jack Bauer's fictional <laughs> oh, and very violent. That's right. I so here's the first that. thought I have. Moon babies. That, oh, you're right. Is this how they're getting back and forth <laughs> from the moon to the earth? <laughs> Maybe they're invading... They're angry.
0: (laughs) Maybe it's the moon adults that are mad about us making fun of the moon babies.
1: Well, in reality, I think, let's say the moon babies were taken back up there in the 60s to the moon and just left to fend for themselves. They're probably moon adults by now, (laughs) so they're probably angry at being called babies.
0: Yeah, and they've probably been up there, like, starving to death. Yeah.
1: Anyways, okay. so um, it was 2,000 feet up in stationary. I thought it was about 10 miles away, although I later realized it was approximately 40 miles from us. At first, I thought it was the size of a Boeing 737, but it must have been much bigger. Because of how far away it was, it could have been as much as a mile wide. <laughs> so a moon that let's just summarize that story by saying moon babies are clearly invading England. Oh man, that's kind
0: of scary. All you English people out there need to get your influenza vials ready to go because that's obviously the only way to combat aliens.
1: Oh oh. Yes, because they're not; they can't handle the bacteria yeah. from yeah. Uh, the earth. Didn't we yeah. learn
0: that from War of the Worlds? Yep, all five versions with Tom Cruise. Anyway. You
1: know, I'm so <laughs> confused because I never actually saw any of those aliens. And when, when I was watching the movie, it was they were everywhere. Yeah, I was living in Seattle at the, no Phoenix at the time. I didn't see any aliens anywhere. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that was like a fictional account.
0: I, it had to have been because I was thinking the same thing. I mean, like the whole world was like completely demolished, and I looked out my window, and it's like. Everything looks fine to me.
1: Yeah, maybe they just didn't. You know, maybe they just were on the coastal <clears throat> cities or something like that. See, that's why I don't live on the coast. Okay, and I uh, I, I got this next story is uh is pretty interesting. Um, uh, apparently in Malibu, California, uh, there are so many people surfing uh, these days that they're actually starting to sell wave sessions, as in like
0: thirty minutes. I pay you money and then I get a surf for thirty minutes. Yeah,
1: check this out. This guy, uh, Lance Lurie, he founded BuyAWave.com, and I, I encourage you to check this out. After he was involved in a watery ball brawl while surfing at a favorite surfing cove, vehemently guarded by locals, um, just north of Santa Barbara. He says, yeah, it's gotten really ugly and chaotic out there the last few years, says Laurie. There are so many people and only so many catchable surfing waves. I didn't know much about surf, about web surfing in business before I started this whole thing. But at the time, it seemed like a management issue to me. I knew something had to be done, brah. I added (laughs) brah. Well, no, you didn't. I know he said that. (laughs) Yeah. So he... um,
0: I love how he equates like surfing
1: with web surfing because yeah. it's totally the same thing. Well, here's the crazy thing: BioWave dot com generated revenues of eighteen million dollars in two thousand before from California surfing. No with way. With thirty nine percent coming from Malibu alone, the guy is actually selling waves to surf. And um, oh my goodness. Yeah, so. Why Surfer. can't I think of this kind of stuff? <laughs> Surfers surf the internet and can purchase a wave for as little as a $1.89. Medium-sized wave costs about $3.49 and one-of-a-kind monsters command a premium of up to $9.99. There's talk of a bidding process as seen on the auction site eBay, but that would likely up the cost per wave even further. So how they do this is basically they use satellite technology, and they can identify a fledgling wave as far out to sea as 300 miles.
0: So, like, if I wanted to go, I'd have to take my laptop, which is wireless, out on the beach and say, well, right now I'm really feeling like a medium wave, and then buy one, and then they'll say, well, you better get out there in, like, the next 30 no, seconds.
1: 300 miles out is a long ways. You could do it from your house. So... You you would, you would reserve the wave, and um, you would, it would tell you exactly when it's going to be there.
0: Do they have some sort of warranty kind of thing? Like if I buy a Monster Wave for 9 they say, well, in exactly six hours from now, you need to hit it. And I go out there, and it sucks? I mean, like, it totally
1: sucked, brah. Do I get my money back? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, what can we do around Ridgeway? What can we sell? Hmm.
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah we're jacked
1: yeah there's nothing exciting okay Okay. let's let's move on to my um my uh (laughs) my uh oh this is a good one um and of course very serious and and important to think about and kind of digest and how it affects you and your world well all these news
0: items are allowing us to change the face of our planet
1: right exactly this is from the chattanoogan times uh Posted on June 21st, 2007, so this is breaking news. Uh, Title is, Man with Machete at Goonie Golf was looking for his raccoons. (laughs) Apparently, a guy shows up (laughs) half-crazed to the Goonie Golf, -golf, mini-golf facility, with a machete. Did I ever mention that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) And uh, people were understandably freaked out until they heard, of course, the totally logical explanation. I'm just looking for my crazy escaped raccoons. (laughs) (laughs) A man... Police said had a machete at Sir Goonie's Family Fun Center on Brainerd Road. Said he was just out looking for his pet raccoons who had gotten out. <laughs> Apparently, he was going to slaughter them. Yeah, I, must have, this must have been the last straw for him.
0: It must have been. I mean, it's like uh, he's showing a lot of love toward his pet
1: raccoon. <laughs> like, this is the last straw.
0: <laughs> you ain't gonna run away any more time. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna myrtleize you. you. you know, I'm gonna turn you into one of them, like you know, hat thingies with a little tail
1: falling down. Okay, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Ralph Vanderveer told General Sessions Court Judge Christie Sell he had shorts on and he was using the machete to cut through a blackberry patch. Which, <laughs> where does the guy live? In a briar?
0: Well, I know, but but this is at Goonies Golf, so the blackberry patch is probably made out of plastic. It was probably fake. Maybe that yeah. was like you're supposed to bounce like the the golf ball off the blackberry patch, and here he is hacking at it.
1: I uh, I think. What he's implying is he came from a blackberry patch somewhere. Oh, he came from. Yeah, <laughs> he came from one. Yeah, you know the so, guy is never hungry though. Uh, yeah, he probably. He eats blackberries. His his uh, you know bowel movements are probably. That's why loose. the
0: raccoons ran away. They're sick of the blackberry bowel yeah. movements from the guy, and they're like, "I'm out of
1: here." <laughs> He was sentenced to 11 months and 29 days in the workhouse, and it was suspended after serving nine days. Officer G. Forbes said when he arrived at the Fun Center, employees had possession of the two-and-a-half-foot machete. <laughs> so apparently he created a stink. Uh, he <laughs> he
0: created a stink. Black, ah, Blackberry bowel movement.
1: You need to get off the potty humor. Okay,
0: you're right. Potty Officer
1: Forbes said Vanderveer lives in a nearby hobo camp. I didn't know there was such thing as an actual hobo camp.
0: (laughs) What's a hobo camp? Oh, my goodness. I
1: think it's a place where people live next to the uh, railroad. Apparently. Do they have tents? I don't know. And he said he had a number of contacts with him. What? Officer Forbes said Vandiver lives in a nearby hobo camp, and he said he has a number of contacts with him. He said Vandiver had silver paint on his hands and around his mouth and is known to huff paint. Oh, my goodness. Vandiver claimed he had been spraying been spray-painting a bicycle. Prosecutor Lila Saddam asked how he got paint in his mouth and asked him, don't you like silver paint? (laughs) Vanderbilt replied, no, I like gold paint. (laughs) And that is the complete story. Yes. So uh, I think (laughs) what I'm getting... What's the moral of this story? (laughs) I don't think there were any raccoons. I don't think so either. Maybe they were moon babies. (laughs) I think the
0: moral is don't huff paint because then you're going to think your raccoons ran away and you're just going to terrorize little kids that are mini-golf with a machete. Yeah.
1: Okay, well... (laughs) I think we need to end with an article that uh, highlights um, nature in the news and um, (laughs) how nature sometimes comes into our backyards. Sun City, which is in Phoenix, uh, where a lot of um, idyllic people retire or people who want an idyllic life, which I don't quite understand because it's very crowded and there's just a bunch of angry retired people around there. <laughs> sounds, uh, sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of retired people around there. Any given day when you go up there, you can just see people driving around their golf courts. And and a lot of these people have poodles, which is the main um, victim, or I should say, um, uh, animal in this story. Anyways, um title is uh, Sun City Couple Call for Removal of Coyotes, and I'm going to go ahead and read this in a dramatized fashion. It happened fast. James and Susan Barnett stood outside their Sun City home Monday evening talking while their toy poodle played in the shade of a nearby orange tree. Can I get some sound effects? Um, yeah. Orange tree. They, they adopted the dog named Ringo Starr <laughs> after a coyote suffocated one of their two pugs a year and a half ago. Since then, the couple got rid of their doggy door, and always watch their pets when they go outside. But it only takes a minute of intention for a coyote to strike. (laughs) That's not what coyotes sound like. Anyways, so apparently what happened was... The coyote jumped over a five-foot-high chain-link fence and punctured Ringo's head twice. (laughs) His chest once and gashed his neck. More than $500 worth of injury. (laughs) So apparently the problem is here in beautiful Sun City where everybody's retiring with their old... Pet poodles and their pugs. The coyotes are saying, "Hmm, tasty snacks." You know, you know, I always look at a poodle and think tasty snacks. So I know. Well, when you really get hungry and you have to, you know, be creative for food, poodles are often a first best choice. They look like cotton candy to me. So, anyways, uh, basically, the bottom line is: is uh, residents of Sun City are saying, "Drive the coyotes out, put a bounty on them, get rid of them." So, this, the residents of Sun City are calling for a. a a poodle or a coyote um, manhunt, as it were. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just think it's kind of funny because he, he, um, <laughs> I just i don't know why I think it's funny. People <laughs> with their stinky little poodles and the coyotes are saying, hmm, tasty snack. I can eat tonight. That's right. And I don't even have to search for my food. Look I at that know. little helpless little thing in that backyard. And that little five foot chain link fence ain't going to stop me. Maybe it isn't so funny. Uh, to the majority of people, it is to me.
0: Yeah, I've got to. We maybe we need to apologize to all of our poodle owners out there. Um, I don't know if we have any. But.
1: Well, here's. I think this really says it all. The last paragraph. This is a growing issue, and people need to address it. James Barnett said, "I know the defenders of wildlife are going to fight this issue, but something needs to be done." I'm to the point that I'm going to have to cage up my animals just to let them go out and poop.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need to end right there on that. All one. right, that's all I Sweet. have. Sweet. Well, hey, that was fun. Um, thanks, Mark. And coming up next is The Threat. I wanna scream out loud. She from my love. Right on. Welcome back. That song was called Breathe You In by Addison Road. Um, Addison Road, if you recall, was the worship band at um, the Planet Wisdom student conference back in April. Um, Their latest album called Some Kind of Spark is a fantastic uh, album, and, um, and you guys will really like that. So if you like praise music, and even if you don't, you should like it because it's really good, go to myspace.com slash Addison Road, and that's spelled A-D-D-I-S-O-N-R-O-A-D. Um, and I think you really, really like that a lot. <laughs> All right, so uh, here we are at the section called The Thread, and I'm um, going to talk uh, maybe a little bit deeper, but um, kind of an interesting uh, conversation I think we could have. Um, I was reading, uh, Lindsay and I were, last week were in Montrose waiting uh, for our car to get its oil changed, and of course, you know, they never have any good magazines. Have you ever noticed that? Like, you go anywhere They always away. have Motor Trend. Well, it, but like, just lame, lame magazines. Sometimes I
1: mean, they trend, have, um, uh, like um...
0: Reader's Digest and, and a bunch of girl magazines, and then like What's sports. that
1: magazine for kids called? The one that... Oh,
0: <laughs> I kind of like
1: those. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Sometimes those are there. Because they're, but, but,
0: yeah, but I'm not even kidding. I like them, but those are in doctor's offices. I like, at like auto stores, but, um, <clears throat> they always have like Sports Illustrated, but it's like five years old. And right. it's like, you know, I don't care to read about Michael Jordan's game from 10 years ago. I don't even like sports. Well, see, then you're really in trouble. <laughs> anyway, they had this, uh, men's journal magazine, <clears throat> and, uh, most of those are kind of lame too, because most of it's about, like, working out how to get yourself some rock hard abs. And, yeah, and I don't really care about that because I'm kind of pudgy. But anyway, there was an article in there that I found really intriguing, and it was about being brutally honest. I think the, uh, I can't remember the name of the article, but uh, his whole thought process was if we started being brutally honest and telling the truth no matter what to everybody at all times, the face of this planet would change and everybody would actually have more meaningful um, relationships. And I thought, sure, that sounds good, but. But when I started reading the article, I realized that he was getting, I mean, to the extreme. I mean, he was talking, being brutally honest, regardless of how you make other people feel. Um, Just speaking your mind, even if... Matt, I don't like your upper lip. Exactly that thought. I mean, that kind of hurts my feelings, I (laughs) I like my upper
1: lip. Well, I just was trying to be honest.
0: But like, I mean, for
1: instance, you
0: know, like, there's always this the the uh, the time where, like, in many you people don't know this, but when you're married, this will happen to you, especially if you're a guy. It's inevitable. Your wife will come up and say, "Mark, do I look fat in this dress?" And what's the answer, Mark? No, honey. No, honey. Exactly. The answer is no. Well, according to this guy, you say, yes, you look like a fat cow in that dress. You need to lose some weight. And I'm only telling you this because I want to be honest and have a meaningful relationship with you. So it was a really interesting article. And the whole time I was reading it, I'm thinking, man, this guy's a nut job. But he, his whole his whole thought process was – um That our society and relationships in our society are suffering because we tell white lies to everybody all the time. Um, It reminded me of a passage in Joshua, uh, the book of Joshua, because obviously God commands us to be honest to one another and to speak the truth in love. And to not have false testimony against one another. Um, So it would seem that God's uh, viewpoint would be the same as this author in the magazine about being brutally honest with people not lying to them. Right. Um, But then there's this debate because in Joshua chapter 2, we have the story of Joshua and the spies. They sneak into the city of Jericho to spy it out and find out what's going on. And they meet this lady um, named Rahab. And Rahab hides them because she knows that they're people from God and she doesn't want, you know, the people of Jericho to find him and kill him. So the king of Jericho, this is verse 2. The king of Jericho is told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent his message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them, and she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, the men left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly, you may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax, which are like wheat, and she had la- that she had laid out on the roof. So the men of the city sent out In pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan River, and as soon as as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Mm. So here's a passage in scripture where Rahab blatantly lies to the king of Jericho and the people of Jericho to 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 hide these these spies. So what what do we do with this? I mean, does God want us to be honest with everybody, or is it okay to lie occasionally? I mean, that's that's the big question.
1: I would have to say, in most circumstances, it's probably better to be truthful. However, there's a difference between being truthful and being hurtful in, like, social situations.
0: Yeah. I would totally agree with that.
1: Like, if someone makes a nasty pot of chili, and that's all there is to eat, and they've slaved all day on it, and it tastes like, who knows, some nasty chili thing?
0: Moon baby product? Moon baby chili. Mm.
1: And, and... You, they ask you, do you like my chili? What do you say? I mean, this is like ethics 101. Yeah, it's, to me, this is a really interesting debate. I hate debate. your moon baby chili. What? What are moon babies? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Actually, that might
0: be a good way to get out of it. And say, this tastes like moon baby chili. And they're like, what's moon (laughs) baby? Well, I
1: think it's the way you say it, too. You could say it, this tastes like moon baby chili. (laughs) And in your mind, you're thinking, that's me saying yuck. But But, uh, at the same time, I'm saying it in a real positive way. But you see,
0: according to this article, whatever pops in your mind is what you should say.
1: See, that's just, I just totally, I don't agree with that. Because a lot of strange things pop into my mind.
0: Yeah, And what's
1: more, what if... You know, what if I'm playing the drums on Sunday morning and something pops into my mind? Is that supposed is that mean I'm supposed to yell it out at a total in, totally inappropriate moment?
0: See, and that's another thing I had issue with this article, is that there was a there's really no line for what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. I mean he basically said if it jumps in your mind you need to you need to vocalize it.
1: Oh, just imagine this. Sunday morning, it's the quiet, sensitive moment when we're praying, and from the back at the drums I yelled, I hate circus clowns. <laughs> I think that'd be totally disruptive, and quite honestly, I really don't care for circus clowns. I really don't either. But and occasionally, <laughs> stuff like that pops into my brain.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to ask why that pops in your brain, but that's totally cool. But you know, we really want to get your your people's. Uh, feedback on
1: your this. Your peoples? Your peoples. Not you, but you, your peoples. Use guises.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't talk. Um, we want to get your feedback on this. I mean, what do you think? Do you think we should be brutally honest all the time and continually speak our mind um, regardless of how it affects other people? Or do you think that um, that God condones, because um, it appears to be that way in Joshua, do you think God condones um, stretching the truth in certain circumstances And if so Why Why would uh, Or when would it be appropriate to stretch the truth So write us back at Feedback at RidgewayYouth.org We'd really like to your feedback If you write back we'll read on the air next week <clears throat> um, and, and that's it man Thanks right. Mark Thanks for coming out and, uh, and talking with me man. This You're is totally awesome. welcome That was a blast
1: um, Hey listen Uh, when do you, where, when, where do I pick up my check? Your, your check? Yeah. I'm getting paid for this, aren't I? Uh, no.
0: Oh. Sorry, dude. Does that mean you're not coming back next week? I don't know. I will think about it. Actually, um, I I think it's kind of up to the people. The people should
1: say if you should come back. Okay, yeah, definitely. Please let me know, no, let Matt know, and be brutally honest. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Should Mark. Should Mark come back and do the podcast?
0: Should Mark come back? Be brutally honest. That yeah. would be, that'd be a good stretch. All right, cool. So you guys got the website, uh, feedback at RidgewayYouth.org. If you're an iTunes li- listener and you want to subscribe to the podcast, all you have to do is go to the iTunes store. In the search field, put in Ridgeway Community Church. It'll The only thing that will come up is our podcast. That's it. You won't have any other choices. Click on there and hit the subscribe button.
1: Until I start doing my competing podcast.
0: Yeah, until <laughs> we start doing that. And you will be subscribed and you'll get it every single week. Um, hopefully next week we'll have another guest with us. Um, maybe we can kind of assemble a little team for this and it's going to be a blast. So, hey guys, thanks a lot for tuning in to the Generation Now podcast. Yeah. Now you're informed and now you know everything that's going on so until next week this is Matt saying see you later
1: this is Mark peace out
0: generation now be informed